Hi, I'm Tony G, host of The Tony G Show as well as The Tony G Show interviews. Our guest today is Olivia DeClean, who is the senior guard for the St. Norbert College women's basketball team. In Olivia's time at St. Norbert College, she won the Midwest Conference Newcomer of the Year in 2019 and has been a Dean's List student after majoring in business administration for the last couple of years. She aspires on being a school teacher, but before she accomplishes that, she is trying to lead her team to success in the team's first year in the Northern Athletics Collegiate Conference. Olivia enjoys to run, golf, and eat candy. Now, without any further introduction, here is the Tony G Show interviews, Olivia DeClean. Olivia DeClean, super senior of the SNC women's basketball team. That's what you called yourself, correct? Super senior before super senior. this interview got yep, going. That's right. What's that like? <laughs> it feels weird considering that, you know, you come to St. Norbert and you hear a lot about, oh, it's a, you can graduate in four years. Yeah. So for me and a lot of other people who took the Norby's ninth, I think it might feel a little weird to call yourself a super senior, but yep. um, it's been fun so far. I I don't feel really any older than I would say my teammates or my friends. I can imagine. It's definitely not in the plan to come <laughs> here and be like, I'm going to. COVID's going to wipe out everything, and then I'm going to have another year. Uh, but thank you for spending the time on this interview, coming on the show today. I very much look forward to this interview because for the last couple of years of me broadcasting sports, SNC women's basketball has been one. So this conversation has been something I've been looking forward to. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. I just announced the St. Norbert College tip-off tournament that just happened last weekend. And I said on this broadcast about you, I said, you're not greedy you only take shots when you can. You're not one to force a shot contested or anything like that. What What is your style of play? I guess it's more facilitator, uh, calculated in your shots. What would you say your type of play is? Definitely a facilitator. I am a point guard, have always been a point guard. I've always been the shortest one on my team <laughs> growing up till this point. So, And in high school, I'd I had teammates who could score, and even in college, I know I have teammates who can score. So I know my job is to kind of just give them the ball. Um, I've never <laughs> been very confident in my shot. Um, it's something really? I've def yeah, it's something I've worked on throughout college. I think I've gotten a little bit better at it, but I guess I just want to be the ball handler. I want to get my teammates shots, open shots, and I know this past weekend, one of the games, they they were really knocking them down too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely a facilitator, a point guard. Uh, that's kind of what I pride myself on. Uh, not only that, but my defense as well. That surprises me that you aren't the most confident in your shot. And when I said that, it came after you hit a three that you had open. I think it was in the corner. It was very mm -hmm. early in the game, and I said that. And you just don't come off as someone who wouldn't be confident in their shot on the court, at least from your demeanor. But after this point in the season, you just went through the St. Norbert College tip-off tournament. A lot of season left. Assess your team. After the first few games, what are you seeing in your in your team, and what will the play be like going forward? So far, I've seen a lot of growth just this past week. I know we started out the first game against Stevens Point, and kind of a bad loss, I will say. That was our first game in a year and a half. Yep, um, absolutely. We have a lot of freshmen, actually. I think seven or eight, or six to eight. It's a very along young those team. Lines. Yeah, yes, yeah. very young team. They had seasons last year, but it was different. And some of them, I think, are from Illinois, and they didn't even have a season last year. So a lot of us are kind of new to this within the last few years. We were, I would say, a little nervous against Stevens Point, um, and it kind of showed. But after that game, Coach said, not that she said it was your freebie, but she said, I get it, you guys were nervous, but now we got to move on. Yeah. So how I would assess us is we've grown over the last week. 
this weekend we actually played pretty well. I know Coach said after our Carroll loss, she said, I'm not one to take moral losses or, you know, feel good about losses, but that's a very good Carroll team that we just played. In the third quarter, we kind of had a a flunk a little bit. We didn't come out ready to go. We fought. I think we were down by maybe like 18 at one point. We fought back to 8 to 10 points or something like that. Um, And she was just proud proud of our fight. And in that Stevens Point game, on the other side, head coach Shirley Egner. This is her 33rd season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've, they're coming off COVID too. But her experience, I feel as though, had more of an impact on that game, coaching her team through getting those butterflies out of an early season game like mm-hmm. that too. So I get it. That first game could probably be like that. And speaking of a young team, if you can recall all the way back to 2019, you were the Midwest Conference Newcomer of the Year. What did that accomplishment tell you about yourself as a player and the type of career you were going to have here at St. Norbert? It honestly helped with my confidence. I know we were just talking about my, my lack of confidence in my shooting. <laughs> that year actually helped me in the sense of I can be a scorer. I don't just have to be a point guard, a facilitator, a defender. I can look to score. And not that, like you said, not that I'm going to be greedy with my shot, but uh, we're at the D3 collegiate level. I I kind of have to look to score a little more than I did when I was younger and in high school. Uh, so that year was a major confidence booster, I would say. You were a transfer from Eau Claire. You were a blue gold for uh, a year. And then you came to St. Norbert College. What caused that initial commitment and then the switch? So my final two choices were Eau Claire and St. Norbert. The assistant coach at the time, Riley, Coach Riley, um, here at St. Norbert, he was the one reaching out to me. We would love to have you. And I didn't give St. Norbert a chance at the time. Okay. I was like, this is five minutes away from my house. I want to get away. I, I didn't give them the chance that I guess they deserved. So it was kind of just <laughs> the final one was Eau Claire at, the, at that moment. And Eau Claire, I believe I actually reached out to them and was like, hey, I would love to be a part of your program. And the coach was very receptive. They got me on for a tour and everything like that. But why I chose... Eau Claire at the time, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> um, the, the only thing I can think of is because I just didn't want to be in De Pere anymore, mm-hmm. which I quickly realized that that wasn't the right decision for me. Not only is St. Norbert a great academic school, but the team at the time was so welcoming. So very early on my freshman year, I actually transferred at semester. Okay. So very yep. early on freshman year, within the first few weeks of school at Eau Claire, I knew that it wasn't meant for me. At the time, I was going through uh, ACL recovery. I had torn my ACL the year before. So I was having a difficult time making friends. I was homesick, and that kind of all just played a role. And looking back at it now, as I said, St. Norbert was just a better fit academically with the smaller classrooms, the community feel around here, and athletically too. Uh, The team at the time, and still now, is a very close-knit team. Yeah, just a young, ambitious potential basketball player for Eau Claire that made you probably made you have that decision and that's a popular school too mm-hmm. with a lot of high school graduates in the state of Wisconsin about three hours away from De Pere yep yeah that's a long way from home they definitely have a great program there I know we play them in a, in a few weeks so I'm looking forward to that I think we played them my sophomore year and junior year. junior year I was hurt but we played them my sophomore year we put up a good fight and I think junior year we did as well so they're a great program and I am really looking forward to playing in them Casey Gertrick also went to Eau Claire. She did. And then transferred. She's also from around the area. Mm-hmm. Okay. I started to see a pattern. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As we mentioned at the top of this interview, 
you yourself call yourself a super senior. Technically a grad student, I guess. I don't that's how the St. Norbert College website has you listed. Either way, you're here for another year playing for the St. Norbert College basketball team. How do you plan on being the leader of this team going into this season for these players? I guess I think being a leader, you have to be vocal, which isn't something I've I've always been. Um, so that's a little bit out of my comfort zone. But I know with this team, it is a very close-knit team. I think even with a lot of freshmen coming in, we have made them feel welcome, and I think we've gelled pretty well together. In order to be a leader, I just got to be vocal. And I know we pride ourselves in not just hanging out during basketball practice, but hanging out outside of practice as well. And I think we really mesh well together. That's a perfect segue into this next question because you were tightly knit with a, a couple of graduates from the women's basketball team, uh, players like Macy Zerflu or, or Liz Ettinger. What's it going to be like going through a season without them on the court with you? It's been different, definitely. I believe that. Uh, Macy and Liz were fantastic players, players that were confident in their shot and loved to score. So we're kind of missing that piece of it because they were both guards. But we have, like I said, we've had a few freshmen come in that have been playing and have been playing pretty well. I think they're still trying to get the butterflies out of their stomach as well. Course, yeah. um, but uh, that's to be expected when you <laughs> go from high school to college. But it's definitely a different transition without Macy and Liz. They were both very vocal leaders. Mm -hmm. And I would love to say I would love to be like them, but that's just hard to match. They, they were loud. They brought energy 24-7, which is something that... Um, I can always do a better job of, but I guess you just got to work on it day by day. Again, a grad student into the senior year that you're having. If this Olivia DeClean could go back and talk to the freshman Olivia DeClean, or, or I suppose a better way to frame this is the Olivia DeClean when you came to St. Norbert and you decided that you were going to be a student athlete here, what would you tell that Olivia DeClean? I would tell her to honestly be more outgoing, be more willing to make new friends, um, not just in basketball, but outside of basketball. And at the time, I would like to say I was putting in extra work outside of practice, but I don't think I was ever putting in enough. Uh, so I would tell her just don't, don't take it for granted. I mean, these four, in my case, five years goes by super, super fast, and you don't get many opportunities. So um, putting in that extra work outside of practice um, is, is very important. And from a school concept, I would say just go at it head on. It's interesting that you say that, you know, that correlation to working outside of practice or outside of the game. I have an inside source that told me in preparation for this interview that you're the gym buff type. You're always in the gym. You're always working. Take me through your, your process. T you know what? Take me through an entire workout routine with Olivia DeClean. I'm spending a day with you in the weight room. What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I do, I lift weights with, right now, ETS. That's kind of what we have to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I do that. Um, that's not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather just go in a gym and shoot. I don't have a specific workout plan than I do. I really just use the gun that we have there, which is uh, basically a shooting machine. You shoot, and it gets the rebound for you, and and sends it back your way. Uh, so that's what I do a lot. Do you have like a set amount of shots you need to make? <laughs> I don't have a set amount of shots I make because some days I'll be shooting really well and some days not so well. Uh, typically just, I would say at minimum, a half hour I shoot for. Okay. Um, yeah. And usually usually it's more than that. But yeah, um, I love just getting in the gym and having that ability to, to use the gun. Uh, it's It's very nice to have and 
with with the classes I especially have this semester, I only have two, so I have a lot of free time and honestly I should be in the gym more than what I have been. So <laughs> I I'm I'm yelling at myself for that. Okay. But. You can get a lot of shots off with one of those machines feeding you the ball. Oh, yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. yeah. What's a cheat meal like? That's funny you say that because I love candy and I could probably eat candy all day, every day. I honestly do right now. Mm. I'm trying to hold my myself back from <laughs> from Tony. candy and sugar. Um, but a cheat meal, I don't know if I can call it a cheat day because I I kind of do it right now sometimes. <laughs> but it's just it's eating a lot of candy and a lot of sugar ice cream. Yeah, I also have the sweet tooth. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to try to start a season, start ramping up basketball right after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Candy's just all over the place. Yeah. yeah I get it. What's your favorite memory from your time here at St. Norbert College? What is it? it it's a part of a year, a bus trip, anything that you look back on and you think, man, that was that really culminated my career at St. Norbert. Sophomore year was pretty fun. Um, I was new to the program, had really no pressure on myself. Nobody really knew who I was, so I just kind of went out there and played. The team at the time, I've said multiple times, it, it was and still is a close-knit team, but at the time a very close-knit team. And in the last conference, the MWC, there was long bus rides. Oh, yeah. So our team enjoyed those bus rides. Uh, I know we <laughs> we played Euchre a lot, and Coach Tilly at the time would actually play with us. So yeah. we would we would be on the bus. We'd have one of our water coolers sitting right in the middle of the walkway. And Coach Tilly would come over and sit. At the time, Gib, Hannah Gibbons would play. Hannah Shalshig, Liz Edinger, literally our whole team. Teeny at the time, Sarah, Macy. It was kind of a, a whole team thing and, and that's something I miss a little bit is well we haven't we didn't travel last year, we haven't traveled this year yet, but yep. those long bus rides were actually very, very fun. That sounds like a very Midwest bonding activity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. I think it, does. it is. Yeah, especially in Wisconsin. The name Euchre, anyways. Um I often see you at Mass here at St. Norbert College. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say before that you pray to St. Sebastian before games, mm-hmm. not just for your players, not just for yourself, but for the other team as well, all the athletes that are going to uh, play in the game. How does your faith play a role in your athletics career? It plays a role because there's a bigger picture than just ourselves. You know, I pray to God that, pray to St. Sebastian that nobody can get injured. And I know it. God has a plan for each and every one of us. You never know what's going to happen or how that's going to go, but you just got to have faith in him, trust in him. And and that's kind of why I pray uh, before games is because I never, ever want anyone to get injured, whether on our own team or on the other team. Um, but just got to have got to have faith in him that he kind of has a plan for you with with whatever comes about. So that was kind of a tricky question. Yeah. <laughs> Deep one. Yeah. And it's very meaningful, too, because mm-hmm. – you yourself have gone through not just one major injury, but you've gone through injuries where you've had to miss games mm-hmm. on multiple occasions in your career. So I would imagine it's the same type of thing where you yeah. just understand that there's a plan and you're that's what the injury is for, yeah. correct? Yep, okay. definitely. And and through those injuries, the ACL injury, and then when I broke my elbow two years ago, I think going through the ACL injury was, was very tough, one of the toughest things I've been through injury-wise. And then after I broke my elbow, I just kind of had a different mindset through it all. Now, it wasn't as severe of an injury, but I almost got through that recovery process. Like, mentally, I was just, I was better because I had been through a severe injury before. Um, and 
just, I mean, through injuries, you just got to stay as positive as you can be. And I think praying is, is another thing that's important when you're going through tough times, even when, even when life is great. Um, that, that's an important thing to do. Absolutely. Good head on your shoulders. Let me <laughs> clean. I can tell already. Which rehab process would you think was more strenuous? I'm going to guess ACL, but I just want to ask you. Yes, ACL was definitely a harder rehab process. I know I would tell my friends when I was going through the the elbow rehab, it was <laughs> rehab was easier, but like sleeping and pain-wise, it was just kind of more uncomfortable cuz my elbow had to be at a 90 degree angle for many many weeks. So sleeping, I was sleeping with you you know my arm at 90 degrees it wasn't very comfortable so yeah yeah, by far acl rehab was more difficult but the broken elbow uh that rehab was being in that that brace that 90 degree brace was was kind of tough i kind of relate to that i had broken and dislocated my wrist once and i had to sleep like on my back Mm -hmm. with my arm in a certain position for like months and it was it's horrible oh yeah (laughs) but did you did you have to use when you had your acl um injury did you have to use that machine that like automatically bended your knee for you or no because I had a friend that had to do that and it looked absolutely horrible no no no, I didn't have that done I know at at a certain point I don't know what the machine is but it almost it's a big clamp around your quad and then your calf Mm -hmm. and it senses like your range of motion or how strong like your quad is or something like that but nothing where it had to bend my knee yeah that was horrible I I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody I had to watch you use it and it was like ugh I get the chills just thinking about it. It's not fun. You guys make injuries sound <laughs> terrifying. I just want to shelter away. I've never had one like you guys have gone through. I just kind of want to hide in the corner now. But either way, we'll continue this interview. And again, this is another reason I wanted to bring you in and talk to you is because you've been here for so long. You've seen the transition from the program of going from Connie Tilly, who was here for 42 years, mm-hmm. played under her, to now Amanda Leonard Perry. First off, what was that transition like in the middle of a coaching swap? It was an interesting transition just because going from Coach Tilly, her practices were completely different than what Coach Perry's are. I would say Coach Tilly is maybe more old school, and I had a blast with her my sophomore year, but Coach Perry, when she came in, practices were more were broken down more. Uh, she would always explain to us, you can't play five-on-five five well if if you can't play one-on-one or two-on-two. So she really broke practices down and honestly still does uh, because she's trying to not only develop us but develop the freshmen and sophomores. Uh, So practice is different in that sense. So we kind of we do a lot of one-on-one stuff, two-on-two stuff uh, because she knows and we now know that you have to be good at that before you're good in a five-on-five setting. What is it like when, like say it's the first practice first time that Amanda Leonard Perry speaks to the team what is the message like what is the atmosphere like when a new coach gets introduced what do you feel as a player it was definitely a positive positive experience it was it was different it was kind of refreshing a little bit just to have a a new coach come in and now I didn't want coach Tilly to leave it all but of course I, I loved her I had a great time my sophomore year but I know she said it you know it was time for her to be done so having coach Perry come in it was yeah, just a, a breath of fresh air. The message was different because she has her own way of coaching, her own way of telling us things, and uh, she's really big into messages and quotes um, because if, if you really sit down and think about those quotes that she sends us, like they, they're pretty powerful quotes. So then when she, because you know, wide experience, fast experience for Amanda Leonard Perry, she was a coach at UWGB, mm-hmm. 
Division One program before coming here. Do you see from her coaching style? Do you see intertwines from the Division One level that you're like, holy cow, this is advanced type of stuff, advanced levels of thinking? So I did. I never really watched UWGB, so I don't know that what their style of play is. But she definitely brought over the concept of guard. You don't have to be a post in order to post up. Okay. She's very big into guards posting up, which I think that might be something that came from UWGB. Uh, that's it's not something I was very fond of right away when she came in, and I think she knew that. But um, over time, I. I I started to understand why she has us do certain drills and why she had me or someone like Macy at the time post up is because when you're as athletic as what Macy was, like nobody can really stop you yeah. on the block. Interesting. And even from this season, you know, Jessica will be down inside. Mm-hmm. Casey Gerchek, she's not afraid to get down inside as well. So I do, you know, I do see that. Uh, on Connie Tilly now, 42 years, again, incredible career at St. Norbert College, if you think about it. She came to the... Stevens Point game was at the scorer's table for that game. And you came up and embraced her, said, hey, you know, and, and talked with her. What's your relationship like today with Connie Tilly? It's still very good. I remember this summer she actually texted me. Uh, I don't know who she was out with, but she said she was out with some St. Norbert people. She's like, hey, Liv, I, I heard you're coming back for a, a fifth year. I, you know, I can't wait to watch you. Um, I really appreciated her saying that or reaching out to me because – I just I think we've had always had a good relationship. I know coming in sophomore year, she really didn't know me, the type of player I was at all, because Coach Riley, the assistant at the time, was the one to I think recruit me. And I talked with him. I I didn't talk with Coach Tilly much, but throughout sophomore year, that relationship definitely grew. And I think she trusted me not only as a person but as a player too, because as the year went on, I started to play a little bit more and more. Uh, so it's still a very good relationship. Um, I I was very happy to see her at the game. And I think I I think and hope she'll be at some more games. Um, she it always just puts a smile on my face. I can imagine uh, she will be at a couple games. Oh, yeah. She's always I mean even though she's retired, she's always spending time around St. Norbert mm-hmm. College. Uh, I interviewed her. I had the opportunity to interview her as a freshman, which I think about that interview. And I think <laughs> I am now. I wish I could interview her now because mm-hmm. I'm like ten times the interviewer that I was back then as a little shrimpy freshman but I remember her talking about four quarters in a game what do you think about that are you a fan of the four quarters in a game or do you think it chops up the flow a bit I would say it chops up the flow a little bit I know in high school I believe we were at halves so I was kind of used to that and then I think I remember coming in my sophomore year I was I was like oh we have to go back to quarters um I I do think it chops up the flow a little bit but I I I would say I mean if you really think about it it's an extra timeout at 10 minutes so uh, whether that helps you or not, I don't, I don't Team really fouls, know. too, yeah, plays a factor exactly. with that as well. We mentioned this earlier in this interview. What's this transition to the NACC going to be like for the women's basketball team? Something tells me that a part of you is going to miss the Midwest Conference as well. Uh, you say your favorite road venue was Ripon College. Uh, you've Some of the best games of your career you've had against Midwest Conference. Mm-hmm. So what's this uh, transition going to be like to the NACC? It's going to be different. Uh, from what we've heard, I think the NACC teams maybe are a little better. I, I don't know. I haven't really watched the NAC teams play at all. It'll be different for sure. The travel will be a lot shorter, which uh, at the end of the day, I think is is better for us. It'll be <laughs> brand new opponents, so that'll be something different. And they really won't know who we are either, so I think we have a very good chance to hopefully shock a lot of people. And I know earlier we were talking about uh, the Carroll game and the Carroll loss and how coach said, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for growing. And she said she sees a lot of potential in this team. So 
um, I think we have a very good opportunity to hopefully surprise a lot of people in the neck. I would agree, and you do too. You, mm-hmm. s- you see the potential with the team, as you've mm-hmm. mentioned before. We're towards the back end of the interview, so we're going to do 60 seconds with Olivia to clean. I'm going to fire off random questions at you. You don't have to take any time to think about it. Whatever comes to your mind, you answer. Okay. But uh, they're going to be a vast array of questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when Wilt starts the timer, we're going to get going with 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. What is your dream travel destination? Utah. Salt Lake City. Dream mountain to hike. Ooh. Is Zion a mountain? No, I, I don't know. If, no, it's not a mountain, but I'd love to go to Zion National Park. <laughs> Toughest basketball drill in practice. One that just wears you out. I'd say Green Bay drill. Favorite activity in the weight room. Something you love doing. Pull-ups. <laughs> Rank your four brothers in order of favoritism. Oh, goodness. I Tony. hope they don't hear this. That's tough. Uh, Jacob, Alex, Austin, Nick. That's the order of them. Ouch. Favorite, <laughs> <laughs> favorite club to golf with? Driver. Best location to water ski? Maiden Lake. Favorite SNC broadcaster? Tony G. How many pennies would fit inside this room, the SNC radio studio? 1.75 billion. <laughs> Which would you prefer, breakfast from Julie's Cafe or dinner at Caliente? Oh, dinner at Caliente by far. Favorite candy ever. You have to pick one. Mike and Ike's. Morning person or night owl? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, morning person. That was 60 seconds with Olivia to clean. <laughs> you did great. I knew I was going to trip you up with a few of them. <laughs> especially the hiking one you say you want to it's a dream of yours to hike mm-hmm. the top 10 hiking look at the top 10 mountains in the nation correct in the united states yeah of i wish i knew what mountains those were but I've, okay. i i would good. love to go out west and hike mountains you yes. just want to go through all of them whatever you can find yep. <laughs> whatever you can get your shoes on you are gonna hike okay yeah, definitely. I respect that one final question olivia to clean before this interview wraps up and i want you to take time answer it as genuinely as you can okay what motivates you I have so many people in my life that care for me and love me, so many people that support me and have supported me from middle school, early on in high school, through high school, and up until this point. I still have a lot of family and friends that come to our games, which which means a lot to me. I have my grandma, who is in assisted living now, who I talked with before our Friday game, and she said something like, just strive to be your best. It wasn't along those lines. It was a conversation. and um, But that really sinks in with me. And, you know, seeing my grandpa and grandma at the game as well on the other side of the family, um, that kind of means a lot to me. So what motivates me is just <laughs> trying to make them proud, trying to make my family and friends proud, and just kind of trying to be the, the best version of myself, the best person I can be. Awesome. This was an awesome interview. That was an awesome answer. Thank you for spending the time. Uh, on the Tony G Show interviews. What's next for you after you graduate? What are your plans? <laughs> so I, I majored in business administration with an emphasis in marketing, but I actually, I'm planning on going to UWGB to get my master's in education. Okay. So a completely different change of events. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to actually use my business degree. I'm thinking down the road, I, I want to be an elementary school teacher okay. and a coach as well. I can imagine the UWGB thing puts a smile on Amanda Leonard's oh, Perry's yeah. <laughs> face. So uh, we wish you the best of luck with that. Again, thank you for spending the time on this interview and good luck the rest of the way this season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. 
The Tony G Show wishes Olivia to clean luck in the rest of her life and her season, and would like to thank her for coming on the show to conclude our November series of interviews. Keep an eye out for the December series releasing next month, and as always, make sure to follow, subscribe, and comment to The Tony G Show wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, we thank you for listening to The Tony G Show interviews, Olivia DeClean 